The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to the WCBA, powered by Evergy. We're happy you're with us today. And uh, this podcast is awesome because this is the only place where small business or those that support small business get to tell their story. Yeah, that's right. I'm excited about today's um, episode. We're here with Chrissy Buck from WSU Tech. Woo woo, <laughs> Chrissy. Yes. So you know this this podcast is super awesome just because it is a new network for community builders, community builders like you, and you're building community in unique ways. So tell us a little bit about who you are and your title and who you work for. Yeah, my name is Chrissy Buck, and I am the program director for the digital marketing program at WSU Tech on the South Campus. And you're exactly right. My strength is community building. I love digital marketing, and I love the analytics of it and um, just the little things that you can do to track, you know, a consumer's journey through your website to conversion. But my favorite part is the community aspect of social media. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So tell us a little bit about um, how long have you been in this capacity with WSU Tech? Since December. Since December, right? So uh, <laughs> what did you do before that? Because you've always been in this type of space, right? Um, yes. Somewhat. Somewhat. So I have kind of a different journey um, up through, and I find myself here in higher ed. So... Um, my kids, when they were in high school, I was kind of a stay-at-home mom. I had like some little admin jobs and things like that that I did, but um, I had a DIY blog. So I blogged. I would do things around my house, and I would take pictures, and I would write about it. Nice. And um, it started getting shared around the world. And Better Homes and Gardens picked up a little party that I did, a, a baby shower, and they wanted to share it. And I thought, I have something going on here. Um, I'm going to go back to school. My kids are almost— you know, my career at raising kids is almost over and, mm -hmm. and I'm young and what, what am I going to do next? So I'm going to go back to school. So I went to Butler County Community College and studied web development. I got to JavaScript and that's like math and science and my brain just couldn't handle it. So I switched over to digital media mm -hmm. and learned video and audio and photography and graphic design and all those things. At the same time, I started a photography business and while networking here in Wichita, I met somebody who was working for a tech startup here in town, and they were looking for somebody to do social media for five hours a week, and I accepted it. <laughs> and so working for them, uh, the products changed three times over wow. three years. Wow. 
The last product was Quick, and it's a video captioning tool. By the time I left in January 2020, we were in 77 different countries oh my. in 10 Whoa. months. Yeah. And so I had started out as social media manager five hours a week. And when I left, I was the chief community officer. Still five hours a week? <laughs> I'm just asking how you do that. <laughs> now that's magic. <laughs> when you are a community manager for a global company, there it's like you're omnipresent. There is no time. Right. You wake up in the morning. I remember I would wake up in the morning, and as soon as I rolled over, I had messages from from our clients over in the UK. You know, there are they've already been up for six hours. <laughs> and I would go to bed at nice. nine at eleven o'clock, you know, closing down my laptop, talking to clients in South Korea and Vancouver. And um, it sounds like a lot, but I they are still a part of my global network today. That's awesome. Excellent. Yeah. So now WSU Tech. Yeah. You are what is the official title again? Program director. Program director. And so what do you do in this position? So I am over the the digital marketing program. Um, my job is to create the curriculum for the students um, and to make sure that they are learning the things that, that the industry needs right now. Mm-hmm. So um, we have an industry advocate team that comes alongside a lot of small businesses here in Wichita that have come alongside to make sure that what I'm teaching um, is is the standard for for the workplace, what digital marketers are doing in reality. We can teach theory and we can guess, but really at WSU Tech, we're giving students the skills to go out and do the job. And so that is my job, is to make sure that when they leave WSU Tech, that they have the skills to go out into the digital marketing space. I love that. And that's what's so um, important, right, is to have an institution like WSU Tech who's teaching real-world applications to students. Like, you guys could even take on students like Don. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) And teach him how to, like, do all of these wonderful things, couldn't you? Yes, we could. Yes, we could. We can teach anyone. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. Okay, I think it's my turn for a question. (laughs) We're happy you're here, and we love WSU Tech. We love folks over there. Dr. Utash, great friend, great partner. Amazing Uh, woman. Yeah, she, y'all doing great things over there. I think you have somebody else over there. Courtney, so yes, the, yeah, she direct, she's director of foundations or something now. She sure is. Yep. Wow, she all grown up. That's- and Lael. Yes. Oh yes. my God, Lael. Have to give a shout out to my cousin. Gotta give a Lael. shout out. Lael used to work for me at the station too. Oh my God, yep. so many fields over there at WSU Tech. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, I'm on social media because I'm provoked <laughs> to be <laughs> by default. I mean, I I just. I'm not a social media, personal social media person. I normally push out business stuff. I don't say, you know, I, I cooked this today. What do you think? You know, I, I, don't, I don't do that. But um, what my company, if I had one that I needed social media presence on, what could you help me achieve? When I am looking at a business's marketing strategy, the first thing I ask is, who is your customer and where do they live? Okay. So not live like in a house. I mean, where do they network? Mm. 
Where do they socialize? Where do they go eat? Where do they go shop? Where do their kids go to school? And one of those places is social media. You know, there are so many people on social media that it just doesn't make sense not to meet them where they are gathering, right? Like going to where they are. That's one of my mottos. Go to where the people are. And your customers are on one social media platform or another. Even my grandma, who is not on social media, is on Pinterest. Okay. Looking at recipes. Oh, wow. Okay. So you can reach your customer somewhere online. There's also email, you know, email marketing. You can reach your customers somewhere online. And so using social media to create a presence and also to build community around your business online, I think is critical, especially in 2021. I, I, I agree with that because, I mean, if somebody looked at me, they, they'll say, Don is on Facebook and on LinkedIn. It's not on Instagram, not on Pinterest, definitely not on TikTok. So hmm. um, <laughs> I can see what you're saying there. I'm following so far. So um, who should set up and maintain my company's social media? So it can be really tempting to, you know, hire your niece or your nephew or your grandkids or your kids because they know social media. However, they might know how to post and take beautiful pictures, but they don't understand strategy. Mm. So they don't understand that customer journey from the first point of contact through conversion. And so really you need to be looking for somebody who has that strategy experience or knowledge to run your social media. Otherwise, you aren't going to see the ROI that you'd like to see by hiring somebody to do your social now she's talking my language. Yes, R O I. Yes, I got it now. So, um, when you're looking for that social media, I take it. Well, help me understand. Are you looking for a person or a company? Are you looking for a person that's like in the gig economy that's doing it on the side or doing it at home, or are you looking for a marketing company that can do what a person can do? I guess, I'm trying to ask: Are you looking for a person or a company? Yeah, I think it depends on the size of your business. So if you have a large business, an agency is probably agency, going to be better okay. for you because they have the resources and the people to manage all different aspects of your marketing strategy from web to video, photography, social strategy, the whole gamut. Um, for a small business, you could probably get away with just one person. That one person can handle all of those different aspects because you're not seeing the high engagement that you would in a, in a large business or corporation. Should I look at us individual as being limited to scale up if I need to, or how does that work a business versus a person? One person can help you scale to a certain point. Okay. There, it's going to come to a point where you are going to need people to create content. You're going to need people to, you know, do your graphic design, manage your community, figure out your strategy, do copywriting. Um, you'll need somebody on the back end to manage your SEO and to understand your Google Analytics. There are plenty of jack-of-all-trades kind of people in the Wichita community that can do all of those. 
that as you scale, if you want to scale correctly, you're going to have to start hiring other people to come in and help, you know, with those different aspects of marketing. Mm-hmm. One more question. Can a, can a person, their geography make a difference? Like if I'm here in Wichita and I want to, uh, my target market is, let's just say Topeka. Can a person here super serve me by hitting Topeka market and knowing that market or do what I need to get somebody in Topeka to hit that Topeka market? So I think that really depends, Don, on who you're trying to target in Topeka. If you're trying to target people who are deeply rooted in that community, I would say you probably want somebody in Topeka because they're going to understand the culture and the community better. If you are just generally trying to attract all of Topeka to your brand, then I'd say you could probably hire here in Wichita. Now, if you are attracting a global brand or even, um, you know, nationwide, I would say you could you could even hire remotely. So you you mentioned um, SEOs earlier. So can you talk to us a little bit about what that is? Isn't that search engine optimization? It is. And it's my least favorite part of marketing. Well, I'm glad I, uh, you know, asked you about it. That's good. That's awesome. So let's talk about that. (laughs) It is my least favorite part, but it is so important. (laughs) So SEO is search engine optimization. As you said, it's how you rank in the Google search engine uh, results. So when you go search Evergee, for example, or maybe maybe you're new to Wichita and you search for electricity companies in Wichita. Hopefully, if Evergee has done their job well, of they're we going have. to be <laughs> first in the search results. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, it's it's a very long process to gain that first, second, third result in the search. Um, you know, in the search results, you can buy keywords through Google ads, and you can place yourself up there. Uh, But if you're looking for an organic strategy, it takes a long time uh, to get there and a lot of work, so consistent work. And that can look like anything from making sure that you have alt tags on your photos, on your website, to um, making sure that your file names are readable by Google. So a little tip for you is as you create your file names for your images, put a hyphen between the words because Google will be able to read that. Mm. Um, They can't read camel case, but they can read words when they're separated by a hyphen. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then also what you name the pages on your website really matters. Um, You can also rank an SEO through YouTube. So making sure that you have... um, like when you, you can you can put a transcript on your videos on YouTube, and if you use an SRT file, which is the file that goes on the back end, and that helps uh, show closed captions to people who can't hear, mm-hmm. mm. um, Google can read that. It can read that text file because that's what it is. The SRT file is a text file of what you said. Wow. Yeah. So Google can read that and it will know exactly what you're talking about in that video. 
That's awesome. Thank so you. this is great for small business, for nonprofits. You know, when you're trying to get your nonprofit out there and trying to mm-hmm. figure out strategies on how, because, you know, when you're in a nonprofit, you kind of have to do everything yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so here are some tips. <laughs> so that's awesome. No, I love that. Yes. You talked about that, but earlier you also talked about creating content. Yeah. So let's talk about content creation. Like how can uh, a small business or a nonprofit, how creative do they have to be? Can it be of them just doing whatever their daily work is and they post it? Can it be as simple of them saying, hi, stop by, or this is what we're doing on Tuesday? Talk to us a little bit about what that strategy looks like. So content creation, my favorite place to create content right now is TikTok. I'm sorry, Don. TikTok's it. I'm, I'm not TikTok. <laughs> That's where it's at. That's where it's at. And, you know, <laughs> everybody thinks that it's only Gen Z on TikTok, which, by the way, Gen Z is now, they are adults now. Mm-hmm. They are entering college. Mm-hmm. They are buying homes. They are entering the workplace. So we need to pay attention to them. Um, it is It is all demographics, all age ranges. Uh, TikTok is fun. It's a It's a fun place to hang out. But so creating content, back to your question, Ebony, uh, creating content. No, you don't have to be super creative. People inherently are, they just want to know what is going on. I think this is why reality shows are so, you know, popular. Hmm. I don't care about The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I'm sorry if the ratings on this podcast are bad now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care about that stuff. But you want to know the tea. You want to know the drama, right? You want to know who's doing what and who's arguing about what. You want to know the tea. tea. Chrissy is out here hip in these streets, okay? (laughs) She's on TikTok and she wants to know the tea. tea. I have to keep up on my slang, Ebony. I'm on social media. I have to keep up on that. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So really, you know, your customers, they just want to know about you. And you don't have to have an overly produced video. In fact, mm-hmm. there there was a study done a few years ago. There was a real push to have overly produced video. All of these video marketers were coming out of the woodwork with these fabulous videos, and they were using all kinds of different cameras and tools and, you know, LED backlit backdrops. And, and what they found was people were actually turned off by that. Oh, wow. They wanted to see just the you know, like the selfie video. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like what you see in Instagram stories, those tend to uh, go a lot further than the overly produced video. So just putting your camera in front of you, your phone in front of you and recording a video about what you're doing a day in the life of this ex business owner, Mm -hmm. then, um, you know, taking people on a journey throughout your day, um, will create fans of your business because people then get to learn about who you are mm-hmm. as a business owner. And people invest in people, not businesses. And so I think that's Simon Sinek, actually. I think that's one of his quotes. And so show people who you are and show them you know, what's important to you. And you will attract the right people through that kind of content. Now, I say I use the 80-20 rule. So if you're going to post five times a week, make sure at least one of those times is a call to action, a Mm. CTA. You know, invite them to buy your product, sign up for your service, join your newsletter, you know, come to your event. 
whatever that looks like, but make sure at least one time a week you are selling something from your business. You know, last question before we go into our break. I am interested in knowing about websites and web development. Like are people, is is the idea for social media to drive them to the website to actually buy or to come in or are people still going to the website for the first point of contact? What does that look like nowadays? I think you're absolutely right. People come to the website before they will come to your, your business. Mm-hmm. They want to know who you are. They're going to check you out. There's an author, his name is Marcus Sheridan. He wrote a book, They Ask You Answer. And he owned a pool company. He's been here to Wichita and spoke. And he, he talked about this very thing. He went out and answered all the questions that people were asking about pools. And he answered those on his blog, on his website. Because what he found was people had already made the buying decision mm. before they ever picked up the phone and called him. Wow. They already knew what they wanted and how much they wanted to pay. Mm-hmm. And so by answering those questions up front and being transparent about your services, um, even about your pricing on the website will make all the difference in your business. Don't be scared to post your pricing on your website. It will you will get a lot more traffic from Mm -hmm. that than if you hit it. So the key is don't be scared in the words of Chrissy Buck. Yes, don't be scared. Don't be scared. I love it. All right, friends, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor. We're going to go away for a quick break, and we'll be back with more from Chrissy Buck from WSU Tech. Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit evergy.com slash stay safe to learn more. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. We need your input to continue to improve the business environment in Kansas and to ensure the success of our members. See wichitachamber.org for more information. To provide us input about this podcast series, send an email to communications at wichitachamber.org with your questions, comments, and suggestions for the business leaders we should feature and important topics we should address. Welcome back, friends. We are here with Chrissy Buck, WSU Tech. She is our all things social guru. Um, so, <laughs> as she laughs, <laughs> but she is so excited to hear about her story and all the tips that she's giving small businesses and nonprofits and individuals who are thinking about starting a business, which is, you know, really key. I think we even have some enough tips and tools that Don and our, our social media game is going to be stronger. It will be. I feel like it will be. <laughs> Um, so Chrissy, we just got done talking about some of the, um, strategies that you employ, um, or that you would advise businesses to employ. I guess one of my questions is how often should we post new content? Is it daily, multiple times a day? Will people look at it if you do it multiple times a day? Um, I mean, how does that work? So really the question is, will the algorithm show it multiple times a day? Yes, that is the real question. Okay. (laughs) Those stinky algorithms. Um, yeah, you want to post, I, I say post at least once a day, at least. 
But really, it depends on what platform you're on. If you're on Instagram, for instance, maybe you have a visual business, a boutique. Instagram is really great for those businesses, photography businesses, you know, anything that's visual, an art business, Mm -hmm. anything where you're actually showing a product, stories is where you need to be. And so I say at least five stories a day. They now have reels, and that's Mm R-E-E-L-S. And that is their answer to TikTok. And Mm. they don't want those TikTok videos on their platform. And they've even said it. Oh, wow. If there's a watermark on your reel, which when you download a TikTok and you share it across other platforms, it has the TikTok watermark with your username on it. Instagram doesn't want that on their platform. And so they even came out and said, we're not going to show it to as many people. Mm. They want you to use their tools. So uh, if you use them up, they're going to show you to a lot more people. So use all of the tools, the whole toolbox that Instagram gives you. Um, You know, LinkedIn once a day. But, you know, really, Ebony, I think it isn't so much about creating content and posting it. It's more about going and engaging with other people's content. Mm. You know, I mentioned that I came from the tech startup world. If you go to the social channels, they're very small. And I used to say, I'm never home. I'm always over at somebody else's house. I was always over commenting, sharing, celebrating the content that our customers and potential customers were creating. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work to create content. And I wanted to celebrate that. So I would ask myself every morning, who can I serve today online? Mm -hmm. And I would go and I would share their content. There's also user-generated content. So if you have a product or service and somebody is sharing a testimonial about your business or they bought something from your store and they snap a picture of it and they tag you, share it. Share it. Share it, share it, share it. Share it before you share anything that you've created. Mm -hmm. Because what other people say about you speaks volumes compared to what you will say about yourself. And the hard truth is, is that consumers don't trust brands anymore because Mm. of the internet. Mm. They trust what other people say about brands. This this is why Amazon reviews are so popular, right? When we go on Amazon and we buy something, we read the reviews first, don't we? It's true. Yep. Yeah, because we want to know what other people are saying about the product that we're about to buy. So the same is true in small business. If somebody is talking about your business, you share that. You don't hide it. You don't just like it and say thanks. You share it to your social channels so that other people know that people enjoy your products and services. That's awesome. I'm going to turn it over to Don. And this is my very last question. He asked the rest. (laughs) (laughs) But you you mentioned LinkedIn. And so I want to kind of get a better sense of how a small business or a nonprofit can really use LinkedIn and understand what that toolbox looks like because a lot of people don't understand it. They just think you recruit there and find a job and that's it. Is that the case? I say shake it up. I say shake up LinkedIn. There are humans on LinkedIn and they want to connect with other humans. Sure, it's a professional space. Um, I get on there and I talk about what I'm going to teach that week. Um, 
but I like to have fun. I like to share selfies. I like to share memes. Um, but I also like to go on there and just connect with other people. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about just creating those connections and getting the sale. If you're on LinkedIn, you know the DMs are out of control right now. Yeah. You connect with somebody, and five minutes later, you've got a message asking them to purchase your product and service. That's the wrong way to do it. If you're doing that, you need to stop it right now. Stop it right now. Stop it. (laughs) I hope we're talking about the same thing, but I looked at LinkedIn as, because when I see LinkedIn and folks do something silly on LinkedIn, (laughs) I had to pick my my word, silly, I I see other LinkedIn folks saying, this is not Facebook. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, so if you try to be fun, are you turning off? Well, I guess you would turn off, but address that for how you balance that. I see what you're saying. I would say uh, treat LinkedIn like you would treat the office. So you don't walk into the office and just shake people's hands and say, hi, nice to connect. You go into the office and you connect with people and you have fun and you tell jokes. You keep it professional, mm-hmm. like you're not doing TikTok dances right. in the right. office. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I say disrupt the space. Also, hmm. video just uh, launched on TikTok, or I'm sorry, video just launched on LinkedIn a few years ago. And I don't know what the stat is now, but I know about two years ago, only 1% of content creators on LinkedIn were creating video. And they really want to be in the video game. They now have LinkedIn Live. Not everybody Mm, has that still. They're still pushing that out. But they want to be in that video game. They now have LinkedIn Stories. Yeah, I see that. So use that video. When I post videos, they get so many views. Um, I posted two videos recently, and LinkedIn sent me a notification that said, you're in the top 1% of engagement on LinkedIn. And I was like, I have 1,700 views. How is that possible? Mm -hmm. Well, that's because people aren't creating video on the platform. Should I use social media to provide customer service? It's the first point of customer service. So absolutely. So when you're saying, see, the first thing I think of is a bot and you asking a bot a question. That's, is, is that good customer service? I just taught chat bots a few weeks ago. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I would say pre-pandemic, there was a negative, a negative view of chatbots because you couldn't connect with people. Mm-hmm. Then everybody moved online. Right. And I think as long as a business is transparent about the fact that it's their chatbot and not themselves pretending to be online at 3 21 a.m. Right, right. Taking care of you. Exactly. Um, I think it's an amazing way to um, to direct people in the right direction and, and answer questions. How can I convert social media followers? I think you hit on it, but if you can expound on it, turn social media followers into actual customers. Now, this is my favorite part. Okay. Of digital marketing. (laughs) Make it pop, then. Let's go. (laughs) So I actually, I teach this uh, to adults at conferences, and um, it's a flywheel. So visualize a flywheel. And at the top, you have community. 
And then about a third way down, you have conversion. And then you come back up to community. So when you bring people into your community, they're going to invite other people into your community. And as they convert into clients, followers, whatever your business looks like, um, they're going to become fans and they're going to start talking about your business. So there's three parts to that. There's accept, there's seek, and then there's go. And so accept is accepting people where they're at in the buying journey. Whatever your business looks like, you're going to have a potential customer out there. You're going to have the customer avatar or, um, you know, whatever you call them. There's a million names for what that looks like. And they might not be ready for your product and service, and that's okay. But you still want to invite them into your digital community because they're going to add value to the conversation. So what that looks like is, you know, inviting them into your Facebook group, commenting on their stuff. You know, I use this analogy that if you invited somebody over to your house for dinner and they told you no and you ghosted them, that would be weird. That's what we do in sales. Mm -hmm. We ask people for the sale. They say no and we stop talking to them and we move on to the next potential customer they're just not ready for you right then. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. So you invite them along, along your journey. Um, You know, you ask them to join your newsletter, whatever that looks like, you keep them in the fold. And when they are ready to convert, they already know your product. They already know your service. They know all of those tricky questions, your FAQs, if you will. They know your, um, They know all about you as a business owner and what you stand for, and they know your community, and that's an easy sell. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, when you have a community, they are answering questions among themselves. I saw this a lot in the tech space. We had a Facebook community. Uh, Somebody would go in there, hey, I'm having trouble with this thing. My community members were in there jumping on it before I could, you know, answering each other's questions. Um, and so there's, there's beauty in that. And, and again, that makes for easy conversion. Your community is doing your marketing. Your community is doing your sales. Your community is out there doing the job for you because you are investing in them in relationship and therefore they're going to invest in you. And then the next step is seek. So seeking out the influencers. Um, I come from a church background And when we, uh, you know, send missionaries into the field, they are looking for the person of peace. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they're a Christian. It means that they are the person that knows everybody and everybody knows them. Mm -hmm. They're charismatic. They have built trust with their community. And almost every context has a person of peace. Online, they're called influencers. Influencers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nice. They've already built trusted networks of people that buy products and services just because they say, hey, go buy this thing. I tried it out and it's great and I really like it. Or don't buy this thing. It's really poor quality. I didn't like it. You know, whatever that is. There is a gal up in the Kansas City area. She's got a Facebook group that has over 200,000 people in the group. 
She's very transparent whenever she shares a deal in the group that she is going to earn affiliate income off of that product. She has built a strong wow. community and um, it's mostly women. I have a lot of friends that are in that group. I was just looking at it the other night. Um, and they will, again, the conversation is between the community members. You know, if it's like a, a robot vacuum on Amazon that's, you know, super cheap. So post it on there. Hey, this is a really good deal. Has anybody used this before? And oh yeah, you read the comments. Yes, I've tried it. It's great. I've had it for three years. It's still working like a charm. And so people in your community are answering those questions. And then the last one, and I've already talked about this, is go oh. go to where the people are. Yeah. Exactly. Don't expect them to come to you. The idea of building it and they will come is dead. Gotcha. You've got to go to people. I know we're running short on time, but I think there's one more question I would like to ask is, what is the biggest mistake to avoid? Mm -hmm. I think the biggest mistake to avoid, I was going to say not having a social media presence, but I'm going to say not having a website. People Hmm. want to know who you are, you know, what your prices are, where you're located, what your menu is. They're curious. So answer those questions for them. Excellent. Uh, this was this was this was great. This was it's kind of self-serving too, as you can tell. <laughs> I mean, I was asking questions because I'm not a big social media person. I do it because I'm provoked. You need to be on TikTok, Don. No, I don't do that because I can't mm-hmm. I can't dance. I That's can't okay. sing. That's all right. I play records. That's all I do. <laughs> That's the only thing I can do. So, but Ebony, she can play the piano. She can she can sing. <laughs> oh, that was I tough to say I that. See. <laughs> no, she can sing. I mean, you know, it's just, and it's, I mean, she's very talented, but there's also some funny things on TikTok as well. I, so I'm yes. just not a TikTok person. So uh, let's play, have some fun with some word association. <laughs> Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Don does for fun. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, give you a word. You give me one word back. Sure. It's not. It's not wrong. It's just your word. Okay. So, leader. Oh, Dr. <laughs> Sherry Utash. Okay. Nice. Shout out to Dr. Sherry Utash. Uh, beverage. Pepsi. Wichita. Community. Ch- chamber. Business. Vacation. Oh, the beach. Yes. Uh, family. Growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a softball one. College. WSU Tech. <laughs> Woo! Last but not least, fun. Going to coffee shops and breweries and having dinner with friends again. Yes. Excellent. I cannot wait. There you go, E. Well, this was so much fun, Chrissy. You were an excellent guest. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. The conversation was quite lovely and entertaining. Oh, thanks. Well, friends, our time has come again where we're at the end of the episode. We ask that you please, please, please make sure you share, make sure you subscribe, and make certain that you leave us a comment. Till next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. 
This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net. I love Pepsi drinkers. (laughs) (laughs) That was odd and random, but I do. (laughs) The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.